0: We thank you for your giving. We appreciate you. Would you put your hands together for your giving? As well as you online, we thank you uh, for your giving. We appreciate that. We're just going to go into our prayer, and then we'll move right into a sermon. Actually, before I do that, I want to let our visitors know y'all came on the wrong Sunday because I wasn't here last Sunday, and they had a message, and they had service, and they was all out by 12. (laughs) Amen. Y'all ain't gonna be that lucky. <laughs> no, but it, it it was a powerful powerful time. You uh sister Ruth, you did a wonderful job last Sunday. Amen. All right, let's <laughs> let's bow our heads. Dear gracious heavenly father, we thank you, praise you, love you, honor you, God. I ask that you would hide me beneath the cross, that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth, God, illuminate the ears of the hearers, God, and touch the hearts of the hearers, God. Bless those in the building, as well as those who are connected to us online, as well as those who will watch the rebroadcast, God. We ask that you would touch us all, God, and God, let the word of God be rich and touch us in unimaginable ways, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. With your Bibles in your hands, would you repeat after me? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Simple, where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We We confess our deliverance consistently. We We commit to serve creatively. creatively. And finally, and fourth and finally, we communicate Christ's love compassionately. compassionately. Pastor Andre, Andre, feed me this word. word. Pastor Pastor Andre, teach this word. Now, come on and make some noise in this building. Hallelujah. 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 So, I just referenced Sister Athelone, and she taught on this uh, title, which is very good, and it was simply this, But I Believe. But I Believe. And she was piggybacking off of the sermons that, that we've talked about, and those who are visiting, and many know, but we lost our bishop, our apostle, my father. He passed away, and it's just been... A month and two days now since that has happened. And so we've been trying to pick up the pieces and figure out how to move forward. And she brought forth the message, but I believe. No matter what it looks like, I still believe. And so it was powerful. And you can pick it up on our app and you can pick it up on YouTube to see what it is. Today I have a sermon and it's called Fall Back. Fall Back. Now, somebody's saying, are you preaching a daylight savings message? (laughs) I kind of am, but I'll I'll, I'll make it make sense. How about you just, now, now, this is COVID season still, so don't touch your neighbor, but just look at your neighbor and say, "Fall fall back. Fall back. Growing up, I never had to deal with daylight savings because Indiana was not connected to daylight savings, but then we had a governor named Mitch Daniels who put us into daylight savings, and I still can't stand it. It don't make sense to me, but the rest of the world is doing it. And uh, I've done it before, but sometimes the things that are going on in the world, God will give me a sermon that ties into what is happening. So I knew that this was the time when we needed to fall back, but then that phrase, fall back, fall back, fall back, it just, it wouldn't leave me. And then God allowed me to craft a sermon called fall back, and and it, it will make sense in just a minute. Actually, I'm going to help us set it up, and this is what we're going to do to, to explain. I got one, two, three things that I'm going to have them put up, and this is how we're going to explain it. This, first of all, we're going to talk about a fallback you don't want. And then number two, a fallback you do want. And then number three, a fallback you won't want, but one that you will need. I'll do that again. A fallback you don't want. Number two, a fallback you do want, And number three, a fallback you won't want, but you will need. Hopefully I got your attention because you're probably thinking, how's he going to get through this? And what, how's this going to make sense? But I promise you, it'll make sense. Let's start the, uh, the reading of 1 Samuel 4, 21a through 22b. King James Version, it reads this. It says, and she named the child Ichabod saying, the glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. I'm going to give us just a little backstory to catch us up. Whenever I drop in the middle of a chapter or the end of the chapter, I'd like to give us a little background. So if you know anything about the Bible, there was a young man, a young prophet who showed up. Actually, the first of the prophets, the, the last of the judges and the first of the prophets, his name was Samuel. And Samuel came in the time of a man named Eli. And if you know the story, Samuel was called by God. And once he realized he was called by God, God gave him a word for his mentor, Eli. And the word was not very favorable because Eli had got to the place where he was allowing everything to go on in the church, so to speak. It was the synagogue back then. It was a temple back then. But for our day in vernacular, it was the church. Everything was going on. His sons had taken over. It's very similar to me. Uh, The way I took over my father's uh, ministry and legacy, his sons had taken over, but his sons was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. They was messing up, cutting up. They were stealing money. They were sleeping with women. They was doing all kinds of stuff. And Eli didn't step in to stop it. So God told Samuel to tell Eli, if you don't straighten this up, I'm going to judge. Now, this is not a part of the sermon, but let me say this. Not every church is preaching the gospel. Not every preacher is about the right. Don't just assume because you know a preacher, you know somebody following God's will. Some people got motives, some people got schemes, some people ain't worth a dime. Just because they walk through the door to church doesn't mean they about the right. You got to know God for yourself. It's good to have a leader, but don't let your leader lead you in the wrong direction. You can't have the blind leading the blind. you got to know God for yourself. And in the day and age when everybody's a prophet, everybody's a Facebook prophet, everybody's a Twitter, Snapchat prophet, and everybody can say anything, you better know God for yourself. So there was a statement made, and, and it, it was at the end of the chapter. It, it was a lady. She happened to be the daughter-in-law of Eli. She, she bore a baby, and she named the baby Ichabod. And the reason why is because Ichabod means the glory has departed. Kabod is the Hebrew word for glory. It's the weighty presence of God. And basically, she was saying is God's presence has departed. And you're in a bad place when you can no longer trace and track the presence of God. All right, so now we're going to, with that backstory, we're going to see what happened. Let's look at 1 Samuel four thirteen. what we're doing. We're just backing up a little bit in the chapter. It says, And when he came, lo, Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside, watching, for his heart trembled for the ark of God, which was the presence of God. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. So basically what happened is the enemies came and they started war with Israel. And any God was on Israel's side and the presence of God was there, they would always win. But Eli was sitting up watching and waiting to hear the news of the battle because he knew they weren't about to write. And when he got the news, the Bible says that the whole city cried out. What the news was is we are losing and we are losing bad. Let's look at verse 14. And when Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, what meaneth the noise of this tumult? What's all this noise? And the man came in hastily and told Eli, verse 16, and the man said unto Eli, I am He that came out of the army, and I fled to the day out of the army, and he said, what is there done, my son? I want you to put that in solid for me uh, in the back, and I have underlined, and we'll come back to that because I want to pick it up. Don't let me forget. I'm going to pick this back up. I am he. That phrase, we're going to be talking about that all throughout the service. I am he. So put it back up in solid. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled to day out of the army and he said what is there done my son in other words what's the news another reason why I'm bringing this up is be piggyback on you sister Ruth and when you talked about us believing you talked about us being enlisted in the army of the Lord because we believe but if you believe and don't practice the presence of God you can be in the army of the Lord and you can still be losing so let's look at verse 17 and it'll make sense in just a second and the messenger answered and said israel is fled before the philistines in other words they're running for their life and there have been also a great slaughter among the people and thy two sons also hophni and phineas are dead and the ark of god is taken the enemy had taken the presence of god everything all the news was bad let's look at verse 18 and it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God that he, meaning Eli, fell from off the seat backwards by the side of the gate and his neck break and he died for he was an old man and heavy and he had judged Israel 40 years. So here's one of the, the tragic deaths in the Bible. He simply, after he got the news. It's interesting, when he got the news about his sons dying, it didn't affect him as when he got the news that God's glory had left. that God's glory had shifted. He fell backwards and he died. So this brings me to A, fallback number one. So that's the first fallback we see. We see a man falling back, dying because the glory was gone. This is a fallback you don't want. Here's the point that we're going to make with it. They're going to put that up. When's, when God's glory has departed from you, no matter how long you move forward, a fallback is inevitable. Now, let, let, me, let me bring it into our day and age because no, I'm not saying you're going to fall over and die. But what we call it, we call it backsliding. If you grew up in the church, we call it backsliding. I don't care how long you've been with God. If you are no longer moving forward because God's glory has departed, you're going to be slipping backwards. And the problem with a lot of Christians, you think you can get to a place where you no longer have to try, I'm good, I've been saved 50 years, that don't mean nothing. As long as you're still in this fleshly body, your flesh will mess you up. There are people sitting in prison today because they made one decision in the heat of the moment. Don't trust your flesh. Don't trust your mind. Don't trust who you think you are. You need to lean and depend on God because the moment his glory is departed, you immediately start slipping back. Well, sometimes it's not the fact that you no, no longer like God, you just 't got too busy for God. I got a new job and I got to work overtime. I got a new car and I got to wash my car. Listen, I don't care what you get in life, whether it's a man, a woman, a child, a dog, a Rolls Royce, a mansion. I, I don't care what it is. Nothing is worth you losing the glory of God over your life. Here's something that's very interesting. The Bible talks about Adam and Eve, the first people that ever came on the planet. The Bible says they were naked and not ashamed. But the scripture says they didn't know they were naked. How did they not know they were naked? Because they were clothed with the glory of God. But when they sinned, God's glory lifted, and they saw their nasty self, and they began to cover themselves up. And ever since then, we've had to cover ourselves up because we don't have the glory of God. And I'm here to let you know, save folk, I ain't talking to sinners, online folk, I ain't talking to sinners. I'm talking to saved folk who have moved away from the glory of God. And when you move from the glory of God, you have only one direction. You're going to fall back. And there's a lot of people, the scripture says, it's a great falling away. There's a lot of people falling back because they've left the glory of God. And here's something you need to understand. You don't get the glory of God on a Sunday morning in church. Yeah, you can get a piece of it, but it's what you do in private that lets me know how much glory you're going to walk in. Public power always starts in private places if you have power in public it's something you're doing in private every now and then Netflix has to be turned off and the music has to be turned off and you gotta get away and you gotta seek the face of God and you have to understand that it's you and God it's me, it's me, it's me oh Lord and I'm standing in the need of prayer, it's not my mother it's not my father, it's not my sister it's not the church down the street, it's not the neighbor but God I need a blessing God I need you to fix me, God I I need you to turn me around God I need you to help me God I need you to work it out and then when you come out into public places you have private power because of the glory now Eli the scripture says he had led them for 40 years he had d- done good for 40 years but the scripture also said he was heavy meaning he was physically heavy he, he had gotten fat but it also gives us the mindset of laziness Some people are lazy when it comes to God and you've gotten fat and you're not going to do anything but slide back because there's a lot of church folk that come to church on Sunday but will gossip about everybody on Monday. They'll gossip about the flowers, the trees, the birds, the bees, you, your mama, your daddy, your cousin. Your, they'll talk about everybody. Then come back to church home, about, I love. We live in our vision every day. Shut up. You ain't living nothing but a lie. You a gossip. You no good. And the glory has departed. And before long, everybody's going to see it because you're, you're, you're not going to have any direction to go but to fall back. So remember, that's a fallback you don't want. Somebody say, I'm not, not. going to fall back. Like that. In other, in other words, we, we, we gotta keep moving forward. We talked about this as we were looking at the death of my father and says, what does delivered temple have to do? We gotta move forward. We can't fall back now. How would it affect the legacy of my father if the next thing you know you see me on the news and I done stole a hundred thousand dollars from the bank? That does not show he is a legacy. I gotta move forward. I can't fall back. I can't be still, I can't stop, I gotta keep pushing, I gotta keep prying. Sometimes I'm hurting, but I'm gonna still keep going because I still believe. And I don't wanna I don't wanna fall back. Another, n- another thing I'll say, fall back, also fall off. Let me take it out of the spiritual realm. Sometimes p- when people, uh, especially when people get some level of uh, success, they think they're better than somebody else. Your Jordans don't make you better than me. Your car don't make you better than me. Your job don't make you better than me. And here's a problem. Some folk forget that I knew you before you had the success. I, I, we used to eat beans together, so don't don't act like you don't see me in the mall and you can't talk to me because you got a little money. Because what God will allow you to do, he'll allow you to fall off and somebody to replace you. Anything you get, you got to say, God, I thank you. I appreciate you. God, I'm glad. I thank you. I, 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 I enjoy, especially when it comes to African-American people, I enjoy us having success. I enjoy us getting nice houses and and moving to the suburbs, but everybody can't move to the suburbs. Somebody need to stay in the hood and make the hood look good. Stay in the hood and do us right in the hood because we have to show, I'm not too big for my people. I can't go on that side of town. Well, forget you then. You drank milk on this side of town. Your mama changed your diapers on this side of town. Now you can't come back to this side of town. Some people talk about our church because our church is technically in the hood. And if you know anything about our, our my vision, is said we're going to build a state-of-the-art ministry where? In the hood. I don't want a church on and I want a church right here in the hood to show the world that God can bless right here. And if we ever lose that mindset, guess what's going to happen to us? Deliverance Temple, we go Fall back or fall off. All right, let's, let's continue to read. Let's go to John eighteen one. Now we're going to talk about a fallback you do want. John eighteen one from the MEV, which is the modern English version. Let, let, before I, I read that, there's no excuse for you not to read the Bible this day and age you be like, I came, and all them big words, listen, they, done, they brought it all the way down to baby level. This is the modern English version. You can go online and get any version that can help you read the way you want to read. You can find a BONIX version. Whatever you want to read is there. So John 18 1, the modern English version, which is a version I didn't really know about until I seen it just recently. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley, there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. We're talking about Jesus moving toward the end of his life. John 17 is really the Lord's Prayer where Jesus prayed because he was getting ready to go and give his life on the cross. So John 18 is telling us this pattern and this path where, God, where Jesus was going. Let's look at verse 2. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place for Jesus often met there with his disciples. He knew the place because Jesus often met there with his disciples. Let, let, me, let me pause and just say this, jumping back on the topic I had before, talking about falling off and acting like you're better than people. If Jesus could hang around Judas, you could hang around folk too. Amen. And it's another thing you need to understand. If the perfect Jesus had a Judas, you ain't going to have, everybody ain't going to love you, so get over it. Somebody going to talk about you, get over it. Somebody going to betray you. Get over it. It's okay. If Jesus could deal with Judas, you, you'll be okay too. Amen. All right, that's a side note. Let's go, let's go to verse 3. So Judas, having taken a detachment of soldiers and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Now, I'm talking about Judas, but he was a rat. He was a dirty scoundrel. Not only did he betray Jesus, but he came with weapons and torches and all these things against Jesus. Let's look at verse 4. Jesus, therefore, knowing everything that would happen to him, went forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? Let's look at verse 5. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he, same phrase that we, we, we talked about uh, y'all didn't remind me but I brought it up anyway and Judas who betrayed him was standing with them let's look at verse six when he said I am he they drew back and fell to the ground let's put this up point B here's fallback number two let's paint the picture even though we read we, we read it let, let's paint the picture they're coming to arrest Jesus. They're coming to take Jesus and get him into custody. Perfect Jesus who hasn't done anything wrong. But the scripture says when he said, who are you looking for? Now Jesus knew who they was looking for. and But it was dark. It was, it was at night. So they weren't quite for sure who to get. So he went out and said, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. And the scripture says they all drew back and fell to the ground. In other words, they all Fell back. Why? Did, did anybody ever th- anybody ever read that scripture and s- said why? Jesus knew He was going to allow them to take Him, but why in the world, when He said, "I am He," did they all fall back? Let's 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 try to put this up in solid. They're going to go to that next verse, and I, I have it in red. Coming back to that, "I am He" that we've seen earlier. When we read or talking about Samuel, he said, when he said, I am he, they drew back and fell back to the ground or fell to the ground. So here's the fallback that you want. Here's the context. Years, years ago in the scripture from the time that Jesus is talking, years previously, uh, God told Moses to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses had this question to God. He said, who am I going to tell them? Send me. And he said, Tell them the I am that I am sent you. In other words, I am all that you need me to be. If you need deliverance, I am that. I am. If you need joy, I am that. I am. If you need help, I am that. I am. If you need peace, I am that I am. I am everything you need because I am the I am that I am. I'm the alpha and I am the omega. I'm the beginning and I am the end. I'm the bright and morning star. I'm the lily in the valley. I'm the wheel in the middle of the wheel. I am the joy of the whole earth. I am everything that you need. So here's the, the connotation. When they came to approach Jesus and he asked them who you're looking for, they said Jesus of Nazareth, he said, I am he. But when he said I am, the I am rose up and it knocked over every enemy that was facing him because when the I am stands up, nobody can stand against you. Let me say it the way the Bible says it. If God be for you, who can be against you? I am on your side. I am who you need. I am your friend. I am your deliverance. Let, let, let's let's put up this this point because this is a, I am. This is a fallback that you want. Let's look at this. When God's glory rises up in you, every enemy that is facing you, and even those that are betraying you, must fall back. So don't worry about your enemy, just let the I am stand up in you. You ain't got to talk, you ain't got to cry, you ain't got to worry, just let the I am stand up. And when the I am stands up, everything that's coming against you, it's got to fall back. This is a fallback that you want, because I got some enemies after me. Right now, I'm going through grief, and there's nothing wrong with going through grief, but one thing I know by helping other people, grief will stay too long. Grief will stay longer than it's supposed to, and grief will turn into an enemy, but I don't let grief uh, rob me and cripple me. I want the I am to stand up and say, no, you can't find Andre today because I'm lifting Andre up. Lord, lift me up where I belong because the I am rises up. So here's the thing. The first fallback is the glory departed. The second fallback is because the glory is rising in you. Remember the song that we sing, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let it, let it rise. It says, let it rise. So don't do anything to mess it up when it rises. Let let, let me give this example. I see my mother online. She's uh, watching from online. Hi, mama. But uh, when mama used to bake a cake, Mama would say, Andre, don't you come in here running and playing and jumping because I want the cake to rise. And if you do all that jumping and running, because I, I used to, to, my Conkey Rose family, I used to play basketball in the house. I, I don't know if y'all ever had to do it. You used to take a hanger and open the hanger up and put it on the door and have a sock. Boy, I was, I'd be hooping in the house. But when mama was baking a cake, she said, stop all that jumping and hopping, go sit down somewhere because I don't want what's rising to fall. And I'm here to let you know, and this will get us into our next direction of fall back. You got to be careful of your flesh because your flesh will jump when it ain't supposed to jump. Your flesh will move when it ain't supposed to move. Your, your flesh will get you in some stuff you ain't supposed to get in. And it'll stop what's rising. It'll make what's rising start to fall back. So I I put this one, normally you like to end the service on a high note. So really, I wanted this to be the last point, the last fallback, but God wouldn't let me let this be the last fallback because we got another fallback to go to and this fallback is the one that I said, it's one you won't want, but it's one that you will need because everything that is good for you ain't good to you. Uh, So let's keep tracking. We're going to stay in that same, that that same passage of scripture, but we're going to keep tracking. Let's, let's look at John 18 and 10. Also from the MEV, then Simon Peter having a sword. I like Simon. Simon was gangster. Peter was gangster. Having a sword drew it. And struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Let's let's paint the picture again. So Jesus says, I am he. Everybody falls back. Everybody is taken back because the power of God pushes everybody back. And Peter says, shoot, I'm about it, about it. Pulls out a sword. Whop. Cuts off the man's ear. Because you coming after my boy, I got something for you. I like Peter. Peter was ride or die. I like Peter. And I, I, I've got to be honest, I got a little Peter in me sometimes. <laughs> Peter would cuss you out, fight you, and if we all honest deliverance temple, this ain't for the visit. This is for the deliverance temple. We got a little Peter in us too. just a, Just a little bit. Look. Little Simon, little Simon in us. Let's look at verse 11. Then Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Hold on, Jesus. Peter's standing up to protect you. He's ride or die. He's fighting. All the people that fell back. This, this, this is the time to leave this is time to disappear and Jesus says no don't fight shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me let's put this up point C here's fallback number three let's, let's read this when God's glory is calling you you may want to do things one way but if God's will is A different way, your flesh must fall back. I'm with Peter. Yeah, let's fight. Let's come on, Jesus. Let's fight. And Jesus said, no, we ain't doing that. Not only that, Jesus picked up the man's ear, put it back on his head, healed the man. The same man that was trying to arrest him, the same man that got Judas to betray him, Jesus said, we ain't doing it that way. And he healed. Let me be honest. There's some time Jesus did some stuff I didn't want him to do. He blessed somebody I didn't want him to bless. I know that ain't never happened to y'all, but but there's been some folk that I didn't really care for, and he blessed them when I didn't want him to bless them. And then he told me, Andre, you get out of the way. In other words, he's telling my flesh has to fall back. Let me let me give you another example. I remember years ago. My 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 lovely wife, Devin. Come on, can we give a hand for my lovely wife, Devin? Well, I I set y'all up real good because my lovely wife, Devin, was getting on my nerves. Been married almost twenty two years, and so this I can't remember what time this was. Years so I went to God complaining about my wife. I'm praying. I prayed for a couple days. And about the third day, God said, you the problem, huh? That ain't what I wanted to hear, Sister Ruth. so I, I prayed some more, and he said it again, you the problem. I, no, 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 you don't understand, God. I'm trying to talk about her, but God said, you the problem. Basically, he was saying things would get better if your flesh would fall back. And, and here, here's here's the connotation, my dad would talk about it, about it too, that... Uh, I'm a Mitchell and growing up with Mitchell, growing up with my dad being nothing but 5'6, my mom about 5'3, we we ain't really tall folk. And so we got a little short man syndrome where we got a little bit of a temper. And now, now now Devin, she's kind now, but she used to tell me you bipolar. That that wasn't nice. That wasn't nice for her to say that, but she would just say, You crazy. But I had a little short temper, and it would always be triggered. And God was saying, don't worry about her until you get your anger under control. I'm not doing nothing because you're the problem. So what, what I want you to do when you leave here, no, no, uh, those of you who are driving, do, do, do me a favor. When you get in your car and w- when you look at the rearview mirror, tilt it down and look at it and see whoever you see there, that's your problem. Your biggest problem is always right here. But the problem is the flesh wants what the flesh wants. The flesh wants what it wants, when it wants, how it wants. But sometimes God is saying no. Now I'm not cussing, but sometimes you've got to tell hell no. Because if not, you're going to end up there. Because your flesh will mess you up up. And if you're going to rise and have the glory of God, your flesh is going to have to fall back. Let's, let, let, let's bring up some other scriptures that help us as we're coming to a close. Isaiah 48 and 10 from the King James Version. Listen to this. It says, behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. I want to talk about that just for a second. What Jesus is saying to many of us, what God is saying, he's saying, I have, uh, I'm hooking you up, but not the way you, you want me to. Some people are born with a silver spoon in their mouth it seemed like everything works when they wanted it to work and how they wanted it to work. But there's other of us, we get everything tooth and nail. He said, I've chosen you. In other words, I've chosen to bless you through the furnace of affliction. I, I didn't bless you by letting you hit the lottery. I didn't bless you by letting the, the, the Prince Abu Dhabi come and sweep you off your feet and marry you. No, no that ain't how I bless you. I blessed you through the furnace of affliction. I I allowed you to go through some stuff that wasn't favorable. I allowed you to cry through the night. I allowed you to spirit some pain because something about the pain that you went through is producing something in you. And yes, the other person may have an easier life than you, but guess what? You're not them. What God has for you, it is for you, even if it includes trials, obstacles, pain. Hurt and affliction. David said, "It was when I went through affliction that I learned righteousness." I'll give you a quick story that that I like to tell. I remember, years ago, over in the other church that we tore down, we had a prophet in a youth revival, very similar to all the young people that we have here. And and he he was calling people up at the at the end and praying for people, and people were getting saved. But I was already saved at the time. And he was praying, and I was the last person in line. And he was talking about how they was going to have college, and their dreams were going to be great. And I couldn't wait to get my prophecy. And, and I, I was doing right now. Now, now to, to tell you, you know, I was one of them kids that got saved every summer. So this is one of them summers I was saved. We, got, we, we, we had to get saved every year because somebody would come and scare us. And so this was one of the summers I was saved. And so I thought I was doing good. And when he got to me, he shook his head. But the way he shook his head, is like, whoo, he's about to give me a good prophecy. He shook his head. He lifted his eyes. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivered them out of them all. I'm like, forget that. That ain't ain't no good prophecy. That ain't what I want to hear. Tell me something else. But the truth of the matter, the anointing I carry didn't come from a book. It didn't come from oil. Some of those things help, but the anointing I carry came from the stuff that I've gone through. The afflictions. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers. In deliverance temple, you're not going to have it easy, but I can guarantee you, God will deliver you. May not be easy. See, here's the thing. If your life was supposed to be easy, you wouldn't have been born in Muncie. Muncie ain't the easiest place for everything to go right. But there's something special about you. No matter where God puts you, you can rise through anything because the glory of the Lord is in you. And even if you got to step in the furnace of affliction, God is trying to let you know, I'll bring you out as long as you will let your flesh fall back. So stop fighting. Stop fighting God. Stop running from God. Stop doing things your own way and just give over to God. I surrender all. When we was young, we used to always sing that song. I surrender all. Sometimes it's time for you to surrender. The best thing for you to do is to surrender. That's why when we praise God many times our hands go up because it's a surrender and I'm here to let you know everything you're getting ready to face is not going to be easy. If 2020 and 2021 taught us anything life ain't easy. But with God you can make it through anything. Losing my daddy is not easy because every time I pass by a mirror I see my daddy. I look so much like him every time I come in this church I think about my daddy losing him the way we lost him is not easy but God will do something to turn it around if I would just fall back let's continue to read let's look at verse 11 for mine own sake even for my own sake will I do it for how should my name be polluted and I will not give my glory to another. Let me explain this really quick. Here's the reason why for some people life just isn't easy. Because when life is easy for people, they have a tendency to take all the credit. When, when, when somebody hasn't been through enough stuff, listen to them. There's a whole lot of eyes. I did this. I graduated. I got married at 23 I had these children I started this business but here's the thing you need to get your eyes knocked out because when you go through enough stuff even if you do get married you say God did that even if you do start a business you say God did that even if you do get a degree you say God did it you say look at what God has done it's not about me it's about God because I don't want to take his glory his glory is his glory God, you get the glory. The the song we used to sing in this church said, you get the glory, Lord. You get the glory, Lord. Whatever it takes, I want you to be seen in my life. If it takes a divorce for you to be seen in my life, God, I accept whatever it is. If it it takes loss, if it takes pain, it'll always have to be easy for me to serve you. But whatever it takes, God, I want you to be seen in my life. I want hell to know when I wake up in the morning. I want demons to tremble. And God, whatever I got to go through, I'm willing to go through so that you will be seen in my life. To God be the glory. Let's look at this. Next verse, second to last verse. Here we see that again. Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my call. I am he. I am the first. I also am the last. He is your alpha and omega, which, which really denotes the, the Greek alphabet. He's your beginning and he's your end. So even if you're in the furnace of affliction, he's in there with you because he neither leaves you nor forsakes you. So that's why you can go through anything because you don't go through anything by yourself. You go through it with God. And if you are in the army of the Lord and you are a soldier for Jesus Christ, you will get in some battles. You will get sucker punched. You will get punched in the face. But the person that you are with, the person that's holding your back, the person that's holding your front, the person that's holding your side, he's so big you can't get over him. He's so low you can't get under him him. He's so wide you can't get around him. He's everything and don't you worry about anything because he's on your side. Even when it's rough he's on your side. Even when you're crying he's on your side. Even when you can't seem to make your way he's on your side. Even when you make a mistake and a mistake and a mistake and mistake. Don't act like you've been in church and never made no mistakes. He's on your side. Let me be honest, sometimes it's not mistakes, it's just flat out sin. It wasn't no mistake, you knew exactly what you was doing, when you did it. But if you were willing to repent and fall back, he's on your side. I wish I could throw, I don't have no oil up here, I wish I could throw this, uh, this hand sanitizer over everybody and say, everybody, the hand sanitizer hit, y'all are going to be a millionaire. I wish I had that kind of power, but that ain't realistic. I can't promise you anything. I can't even promise you tomorrow. If this has taught us anything, tomorrow is not promised for any of us. There could be an accident with your name on it. Could be a bullet with your name on it. It could be a disease with your name. Or you don't know. All you need to do is fall back and say, God, have your way in my life. God, I want you to be seen in my life. God, I want you to have your way. God, I want to be like a concrete rose. I want to be a rose that busts through the concrete and show that God can do anything with anybody. God, have your way in me. Yes, Lord. But in order for you to do that, sometimes you got to, Last and final verse, and then we'll pray. Luke twenty two forty two. This is how Jesus was able to go into the garden and be betrayed, because he says this after he prayed. He says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Daddy, if you can, don't let me go this way. Daddy, don't let me do this. Don't don't let it end like this. Do, 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 do you think, do you not think, and I know many of you were doing the same thing, do you not think that I was praying for my father saying, God, don't let it end like this. Don't let him die like this. Come on, let him, bring him out to the hospital. Don't, don't let it end like this, God. God, if you can let this cup pass, if you can do it another way, I'll take it another way, but let's go back to the verse. Nevertheless, not my will. But God, your will be done. Because your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your will is bigger than my will. You see the big picture. God, I don't understand. But nevertheless, not my way. Nevertheless, I fall back. But here's the thing. That word nevertheless is a powerful word. Because if you will fall back, you will never be the less. You will always be the greater. Because when you fall back, he rises up. When you fall back, he springs forward. If you want God to spring forward in your life, you got to be willing to say, nevertheless, not my will, but Let me talk to you married people for just a second. They tell us scientifically, monogamy is not even scientifically right. Basically, they're saying you was born to be with more than one person. But you got some vows. You gave some vows that you was gonna be with that person. So fall back and let your flesh get out of the way, and buckle down and be a good husband and be a good wife and get in that thing and stay in that thing. Get out of the way and let God rise up and be what He needs to be in you, because all is not lost if God will have His way. One final thing, and this is how we're gonna close. I'm reminded of, of of a scripture. That uh, The Bible talks about there was a man who, who he built a field, and he, he, he planted wheat in his field. And in the nighttime, his enemy came in, and he sowed tares, which meant weeds. He actually planted weeds in there. The problem was in the morning, or when they begin to grow, wheat and tares look exactly the same because they rise up. And so the man asked, what should I do? I got to get these weeds out of my field. What should I do? And the answer came back from God, leave it alone. Just leave, leave it alone. Don't worry about it. He was wondering, why, 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 why not worry about it? Well, here's, here's the thing. Tears, they're real skinny or weeds. They're real skinny at the bottom. And the, the higher they go up, they continue that same skinny track. Wheat. They're skinny at the bottom, but they get heavy at the top. And they get so heavy at the top that eventually wheat bows down while tares keep shooting up. And he was letting the farmer know, this is how you know the difference between the wheat and the tares. The wheat always bows down. See, when you have fallen back, your flesh must bow down to the holiness of God. Bow down and worship me. I don't have time to be seen. I'm not like Donkey and Shrek. Pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm saying, God, if you can use anybody, you can use me. God, i messed up, but if you can use me. God, I cuss sometimes, but you can use me. God, I fight sometimes, but you can use me. God, I get addicted sometimes, but you can use me. I bow down, God. I fall back, God, so you can have your way in me. Let's go, let's go to our prayer. I'm going to move closer to this for our online audience. Let's just bow our heads. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for all the fallbacks. The first fallback, we don't want any part of that. We don't want the glory to be departed from us. And the second fallback, we want every part of that. We want you to stand up and make all our enemies fall back. But the third fallback is not left up to you. It's left up to us. God, let us fall back from our flesh. It's something that we don't always want, but it's what we need. Let us get out of the way so you can have your way, God. Your way in our lives, your way in our families, your way in our churches, your way in our city, God. Our city is going to hell in the handbasket because we don't have enough people falling back to let you have your way. But God, rise people up. Raise people up. Let your glory rise among us so that we can turn our cities and our families and our neighborhoods around and you can get the glory. God, if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice that doesn't know you and the pardon of their sins, I'm praying that they would just say this simple prayer and repeat it after me. Even if you're saved, you can repeat it after me so that everybody would feel comfortable. Even online at home, just repeat it so everybody will feel comfortable. Father God, you sent your son to die for my sins and he fell back so that I could move forward. So, God, I accept your son. And I fall back so you can rise up in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's rise to our feet, everybody. Clap your hands. God bless. Once again, I'm so grateful for my Concrete Rose family. So good to see y'all, love y'all. Y'all going to do better than what our generation did. The whole point, the reason why You're being poured into so y'all can be better than us. Amen. All right. God bless you. You are dismissed. Much love to you all.